It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The T-Wolves, they stay red hot. They make it four in a row. I got Wolves expert Tyler Metcalf to help me break it all down. And it's coming up next on the Locked On Wolves postcast. You are Locked On Wolves postcast. Part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wolves take care of business tonight versus the Pelicans. They move to 5-2 and two on the season. They win their fourth in a row. What's happening, everyone? We're back in the lab, back at it. Another T-Wolves postcast episode right here on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. You got myself, Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. That's the man, Tyler Metcalf. He's on X, at Team Metcalf 11. And Tyler, before we jump into all the action... Quick reminder, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, brother, let's just jump right into this one because, I mean, we just we basically just sat down and watched a throttling for two and a half hours. The Wolves put down on the Pelicans for their fourth win in a row. The defense, it was phenomenal once again. A cat bounced back strong with a hot start. That was nice to see. But uh, I guess let's just start with your big takeaways big picture before we get into all the individual stuff. I mean, just how good is this team playing right now? And what did you see from them tonight versus the Pelicans? Yeah, I mean, a week ago, this matchup looked a lot more intriguing and exciting. Uh, and then, you know, uh, CJ McCollum injury, Zion Williamson, baby being born, Herb Jones injury, Trey Murphy injury. It's like, oh, God, this Pelicans team is really depleted. But this is the exact type of game that the Timberwolves lost and threw away last season where they would just not sleepwalk through these games against these depleted rosters and tonight they just took care of business they got off to kind of a sloppy start with like three turnovers in a couple minutes they were very clearly uh trying to feed cat and get him in a rhythm early um and it led to some clunkiness but they kind of found their footing the defense was incredible again all night and then the offense hit its groove and they just ran away with this thing yeah, I mean, on paper, I think he kind of nailed it. Because remember last year, Pelicans, T-Wolves, same exact record, 42 and 40. And they were 4 and 3 coming in, were 4 and 2. But you're right, ended up being pretty lopsided. They really ran away with this one in the first half, too. I mean, <laughs> I know this team especially, you can't ever shut off the TV and just go to bed. You got to see it all the way through. But a 44 to 20 cushion in the second quarter alone nine three-pointers in the second quarter alone as well and like you said the the big separator I think was 14 of 27 from three-point land in the first half 21 assists in the first half I mean you'll see some NBA teams they don't put up 21 assists all games so to me the unselfishness tonight I mean the ball movement it was so clean so crisp and because of that they kept getting clean looks they knocked them down all night 33-point difference from three-point land. And again, that was at halftime alone. Everything was just really working on all cylinders. And it's getting awfully fun to watch this team when they're playing at this level, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's that balance between structure and free-flowing that Finch has talked about all summer uh, that they showed during the preseason, struggled with the first couple of games. Um, but we're seeing Anthony Edwards really take this leap as that real primary initiator, not just looking for his own shot, because we know that he can do that anytime he wants and get his own shot at in all three levels of the court. But in the first half, especially, we saw him operating that pick and roll and setting up his teammates, making those cross-court skip passes out of the pick and roll. He had a nice little pocket pass to Rudy Gobert that he then kicked out to the opposite corner for a wide-open three. And Ant had eight assists in the first half. Unfortunately, he finished with eight assists. So, you know, that that streak of only having two career games with double-digit assists holds. Um, but it was eight assists in the first half, and that's something we've never really seen from him. Yeah, and you never know, too. This was what kind of in the back of my mind heading into this one after such a big game on Monday versus Boston, too, yep. right? Like so many times in any sport, really, you'll see a game like that that goes into overtime as well, end up draining a team. Even if they won, you end up getting drained emotionally and mentally. So I think the worry was that they would maybe come out flat tonight. Clearly not the case. They enjoyed their fourth home game in a row before they go on the road, by the way, Friday for San Antonio. I'll pick your brain about that a little bit later. But I got to ask you about this defense, man, because I'm almost having a hard time grasping just how dominant they've been so far. I mean, they held the Pelicans under 40% shooting. So that's, I, th I think, essentially five of their first seven games they've done that now. And you think back to last year, they only had seven games with a defensive rating under 100. And so far through seven games this year, they already have six. I mean, just talk about the night and day difference that you've seen so far. Dare I say as well, this is the best defensive team in the league right now. And I asked Jack the other night, I guess I'll ask you again, what do you think is the catalyst that's making this defense really hum at the level they have been? Um, a healthy Rudy Gobert makes a heck yeah. of a difference, as we can see. I mean, just the the way that he's kind of playing that cat and mouse game in the pick and roll, his ability to get back in transition, um, and then just his presence and his ability to kind of impact the game is making Cat a better defender and making Anthony Edwards a better defender. And Jaden McDaniels is, you know, well, we know who he is on that end of the floor. And these last couple games where he's able to match up against a guy his size like Tatum and Ingram, we can see how much even more effective he can be because he's as quick as those guys. So he's not defending as much with his hands. He's staying out of foul trouble and still being able to play his usual minutes and the minutes that we expect from him. Whereas when he's on those kind of smaller, quicker point guards, he's still incredibly effective and impactful, but that's where he gets in trouble with the ticky tack fouls and, you know, his minutes and rotation gets, kind of cut um unnecessarily but the, the the big catalyst is rudy he just changes everything for this team when he's moving the way he is and then late in games anthony edwards has been just incredible uh with his ability to wall up we saw it against boston his how physical he was playing but that 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 two-man game of uh Jaden and Rudy, especially defending the pick and roll, has just been extraordinary. It's been so lights out, man. And and I don't want to put you on the spot by any means. If you don't know, that's fine. But I only know like the surface level kind of vanilla defensive stats they keep throwing up on the broadcast. Again, the defensive rating, how many times they've held opponents under a hundred. Do you have any stats or rankings that can kind of help put numbers into words as far as what elements of their defense has been so dominant or or kind of what's sticking out to you analytically outside of just Rudy's being great that uh you know has helped them kind of thrive so far this year yeah I and mean, 
coming into tonight, uh, their defensive rating was about 100.7, okay. give, give or take a couple decimal points. And that was about three points better than second place. Wow. And that would also be the best defensive rating in the league since the 2015-2016 San Antonio Spurs. Wow. So who were like 98.7, which is just insane. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be hit ever again, probably. Okay. Um, but we we know their woes in transition that what what really gets this defense going is what they do in the half court where i'm just looking at cleaning the glass um and i'm guessing that this isn't updated based on tonight's game yet but their half court defensive rating is 82.1 which is first in the league um and 20 points lower than what their overall defensive rating is so when they're able to limit transition opportunities and get their defense set they're absolutely incredible this year yeah awesome great stats you just pulled out there by the way love that and and again if this team's gonna go where we all want it to go i think it needs to be driven by the defense right like even with all the offensive potential end of the day the defense is the identity of this team without a doubt uh, i want to ask you about a few individual performances that kind of stuck out tonight and uh, again we'll dive into cats kind of bounce back game a little bit more but first a quick word from our sponsors over at prize picks Tonight's postcast brought to us by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is without a doubt the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy because you can win up to 25 times your money this NBA season. Why I love it, it's so easy to play. All you got to do is select two or more players and pick more or less than their projected stats on any given night. And now you can even cross sports and pick multiple players in different sports all together. It's just another reason why Prize Picks is the funnest way to play daily fantasy. Plus, Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all season long. And with Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured, I love this. So in any game, if your player gets hurt in the first half, doesn't return, that player gets rebooted on your bet slip. That makes prize picks the only daily fantasy platform around that offers you injury insurance to give you that extra peace of mind. Right now, go to pricepicks.com slash NBA. Use code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA at pricepicks.com slash NBA for 100% bonus match up to $100. All right, let's talk about Cat for two minutes, just because that was such a nice bounce back game for him coming off yeah. that Monday night versus Celtics when he scored seven points, seven turnovers, guy fouled out late. But the guy scores 23 tonight, nine of 12 shooting, and starts out hot too, right? Exactly what you wanted to see, 16 points in the first half, six of seven shooting, four of five from three-point land. Just when everybody's ready to write him off, he reminds us why he's so special to this lineup again. How huh? would you see from him tonight? Yeah, and it's just how important he is to this offense. And when that three ball is falling for him at four or five on the night, it just completely improves their spacing. It allows him to attack off the dribble. It allows him to just clear out that lane where when the ball swings to him, guys really have to close out to him. And then he can either attack that closeout to get to the rim um, to create for others or make that extra pass. And now we have Anthony Edwards or Jaden McDaniels attacking uh, the rim because their guy had to make that rotation. So it's just so important. The The offensive fouls are an absolute nightmare with him. They're so frustrating and they just keep happening. Um, it seems like it's just never going to change at this point, but 
as long as that kind of outside shot is falling, it just opens up so many different possibilities on this offense. Yeah, so great to see him balling out tonight because I know this team, they're not going to maximize what they can do unless Cat is fully engaged, yeah. right? So they got to keep him going because, again, he's so important, like you said, to what they want to do in the big picture and, and long run, right, for such a long entire season. And I, I got to be honest, I got to tell you, after Monday's game, Jack and I hopped on here, and I'm not kidding you, 90% of the comments were coming after Cat and, and trade him for whatever you can get, et cetera, et cetera. 30 seconds, I'm out of the loop, but I'm genuinely curious. In a pretend make-believe fantasy world, what could you hypothetically even get for a guy like Cat nowadays, knowing what you know? And I guess just how unlikely would a move like that be, just so we can kind of put it to bed for at least a few more weeks? I, I mean, right now, nothing. Okay. Um, honestly, because I mean, he's he's about to make sixty Bagabals. million dollars. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. about to make sixty million dollars, and you're not going to get one for one value back for that. Okay. And he's, you know, theoretically, hopefully, his quote unquote value is at its lowest point right now. So, what's best for everyone is him figuring out his role in this offense and finding refinding his shot. And tonight, it looked like a step back towards that. And if he continues to do that, and the management realizes that, okay, well, to, to fully maximize this team, we have to move them or whatever. Then we'll visit that when we get there. But right now, they, they, there's nothing that I don't think anyone would offer the Timberwolves that would make any sense for the Wolves to move him. Okay, there you have it. Put to bed for another couple of weeks until he you know, has, yeah, a, exactly. has, a, has another cold run there for a game or two. Um, well said. H how important and vital is Mike Conley to this lineup? I mean, not a guy who is going to get a ton of attention or love anymore with so much focus, obviously, on the big three, Cat, Ant, Rudy. But the more I sit down and watch, he just feels like the glue to the entire operations at times. He's the adult in the room. He just... He's the adult babysitter. I, exactly. I love it. I, I don't think he's made a wrong decision all season. Um, everything he seems to do works out. Uh, again, four or five shooting, four or five from three tonight, uh, and four assists. And again, the big number, zero turnovers. He's taking care of the ball. He's picking the spots perfectly. He knows when he kind of needs to take over, when to take a step back, when to just kind of hang out in the corner and let Ant create on ball. It, it's that maturity, it's that experience, that feel for the game, that basketball IQ, all those intangible cliches that everyone talks about, but you know who really knows what they mean. What Mike Conley is doing right now is exactly what they mean. Uh, and, and to your point, I just got to echo this because this is just awesome. Uh, Conley had one turnover in the opener versus Toronto. Since then, he's had zero. And, and I mean, you could make a case, too, when you see a stat like that, like, OK, maybe maybe he isn't pressing as much as he should or being aggressive as, as maybe you need your point guard to be. But that's just not the case with him. Right. Like he not only takes chances and takes risks, but he's so smart with the ball and his basketball IQ. Uh, it's got to be up there with some of the best in the business. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, because he's not Mike Conley from eight years ago where he's being, right. where point. he's, you know, this fringe all-star guy where he's really running and orchestrating the offense. He's the fifth option kind of uh, on this offense where it's when the ball swings to him and do or die moments where the team needs settling down a little bit. That's what he's there for. He's not there to really run the show. He's a stabilizing presence who's there to kind of get everyone else involved, get that flow going and set everyone else for easy stuff and pick his spots when needed. So if the, they were really relying on him to be the primary, the real primary initiator on this team, then 
yeah, it'd probably be like, okay, well, there are probably some opportunities here that we're missing because he's so risk averse, but that's just not the role he's being asked to play right now. Yeah, well said on that. Uh, real quick, Shake Milton. Uh, looks like he's kind of shaking some rust off a little bit now, slowly but surely anyways, 10 points tonight. Uh, that's a guy I was very intrigued with when we picked him up this offseason. What's he bring to the table when he's got kind of everything clicking? Because I know he's only been a Timberwolf for seven games, so there's still plenty of people who still aren't maybe too familiar with his game yet. Yeah, and the big thing is just the pure size in the backup point guard role. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jordan McLaughlin is a fan favorite. Chris Finch loves him. Uh, he's been really reliable. Hopefully he gets healthy soon. But there's a significant size difference between him and Shake, and just that differential makes a lot of difference in terms of rebounding and on-ball defensive versatility where he's a little more effective switching stuff and making those rotations as the low man. So and tonight he had a couple steals, four rebounds, outside shot still isn't falling, but kind of similar to Conley where he's not going to, his, his role isn't to really dictate the offense. It's mm -hmm. to be another stabilizing presence, versatile on defense, and hopefully knock down a couple catch and shoot, catch and shoot threes a game. And the, the shot just isn't falling yet, but I think it's going to get there. Yeah. And when it does get there, just think about how nice that is to have just another piece to the puzzle mm -hmm. off the bench for for Coach Finch. I'm mean, I'm excited to see how that all plays out in the big picture again, long run over the uh, full entire season. A uh, couple more here to close. I want to ask you about the schedule coming up, Spurs on Friday, and then we got to spend a couple minutes on Ant. But first, real quick, a couple words from our sponsor over at FanDuel. Quick reminder, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line wager. That means all you got to do is find the best money line bet you like, wager $5, you win that bet, you're getting $150 in bonus bets back. If it were me... I love the Cowboys over the Giants this week. They're already 15 and a half point favorites, especially with Daniel Jones out and their backup quarterback in. You put $5 on the Cowboys to win straight up this Sunday and win yourself $150 in bonus bets back. It's that easy. So if, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on all the action. The app, it's so easy to use. And they got everything you need. Money lines, parlays, prop bets, you name it, they got it. FanDuel's got everything you need to bet on the entire NBA season. And it's by far the easiest and simplest betting app to use. Go check it out. See for yourself. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on today. America's number one sports book. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Okay, couple more quickies to close. Ant, magnificent Monday night versus Boston. I haven't talked to you since then. 38 points, 26 points tonight, eight assists. You already mentioned that earlier. I know you kind of broke down the Wolves game versus Boston. It was absolutely electric. You kind of pinpointed Ant. Uh, check that out, by the way, on X if you haven't checked it out already. But what'd you learn, I guess, from rewatching that game, breaking down some film on Ant and how he's really kind of just taken another step through these first seven games? Yeah, it's just another testament to how much he's and how rapidly he's maturing. Um, it would have been so easy for him to foul out of that game. And he played is about seven plus minutes of the fourth quarter and all of overtime with five fouls. Unbelievable. And 
he wasn't just hiding on guys defensively either. Uh, 90% of the time he was mashed up on Jalen Brown during the final 20 half court possessions. Um, after he picked up his fifth foul, his man scored a total of three points. Uh, he had a handful of defensive rebounds, handful of steals. He was being physical, walling guys off, defending with his chest and his feet, not, you know, using his hands to stay in front of guys. It's just so impressive how locked in he was. And then he would immediately turn around and make just, incredible superstar type pull-up jumpers and off-balance floaters in the half court. So it, it was just so impressive how he just took over that game. And we've seen Timberwolves players have performances like that in the past where they just have the night of their life. But this one felt different. This one felt like a young franchise cornerstone ascending fully into superstardom. And you always got flashes of it. You got tastes of it last year. You knew it was in there somewhere. It just needed to be unlocked consistently. Is it fair to say, just even just on the defensive side of the ball, <clears throat> that he is kind of upping his game defensively more consistently? I mean, he had at least a couple steals tonight as well, I believe. Yeah, and we, we saw the defensive playmaking on, uh, or on display tonight, too. Yeah. Like you said, a couple steals. He had that mm -hmm. block on Jordan Hawkins at the rim. Um that that's where he shined his entire career is with that defensive playmaking stuff, jumping passing lanes, getting deflections. But now we're seeing him really late in games, do what a lot of superstars do. And that's really take their defense to that next level, lock in, not be afraid of defensive assignments. Um, even when like in that Boston game, when Jason Tatum kept trying to switch onto him to get him to draw that six foul and, wasn't shy about it. He immediately switched. He didn't even hesitate. He didn't look to retreat back to his guy without the ball. He took on the challenge and he performed. He stepped up. He showed up when he needed to. And it, it was just really, really impressive. It, it was reminiscent of that, that Dallas game last year where him and Jaden locked down Kyrie mm -hmm. and Luca, mm -hmm. but now he's doing that every night and for extended periods, not just the last couple of possessions, but the entire fourth quarter, the entire second half. It's hard not to overhype what we witnessed Monday night because like, okay, pump the brake. We got 74 more games <laughs> to go here, guys. Like, it's a long season, but I truly think, man, we're going to look back at that game and hopefully say that was the starting point to him taking his game to that kind of all-star, all-world level that, again, we know is in there. Just need to see it consistently. And again, can't recommend it enough. If you haven't already, go check out that deep dive breakdown Tyler put together on X at Team at CAF 11. Hey, how sick were those unis tonight, by the Ooh, way? Old school 90s throwback. I mean, we're getting a bunch of love court. tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, you don't want to hype them up too much, but man, <laughs> those were awfully clean. Are those your favorite throwbacks thus far that we've seen? And this year for sure, it, yeah. it, you know, the 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 old school KG black with the the pine trees it's the pine hard to trees. beat those yep. yeah those are nice yeah yeah those but are solid. Th these these are up there and the, the pairing it with the court and you know the the 20 plus point victory certainly helped as well it doesn't hurt <laughs> it does they used to do that all the time in the past and it was like okay well when you're losing by 16 man, i mean it's what am i gonna go to the nba pro shop and go buy this now i don't think so dude um the schedule it stays tough coming up uh me and jack were talking about this on monday night Warriors twice, Pelicans one more time, the Suns, the 76ers, not necessarily an easy stretch by any means, but it's the Spurs first and foremost this Friday night. I guess everybody's talking about them, right? How, how could you not? How much have you watched of Victor Wembignana? Have you sat down? Um, and I guess for the Wolves, like how do you even start to prepare for such a freak on the court if you're the Timberwolves, knowing this lineup and what they got? 
Yeah, well, I, aside from my Timberwolves coverage, I do year-round draft stuff. So I've been Love super that. into Wembenyama's game for the past couple of years. Uh, and he's a freak. He's something he's we've never seen before. Um, I am fascinated to see how they defend him. It wouldn't shock me if they try and throw Jaden McDaniels on him and go a little small and try and utilize his quickness, his hands to disrupt his handle. Um, I'm kind of guessing that they're going to throw... Um, Carl Anthony Towns on him to start, but given Cat's foul tendencies, right. who knows? So, and it's it's really fascinating because they're they're also running Jeremy Sohan at point guard for a lot of the game, uh, even though he's more of a power forward. So they're really experimenting with different lineups and different stuff right now. So I, I think it's going to be a really fascinating um, just kind of matchup uh, position by position, and there are a lot of different ways they could go. I'm. I, I'm really intrigued to see what, what it would look like if they threw Jaden on him to start. Um, I only watched maybe 10 seconds, 20 seconds, but Knicks Spurs tonight, and it looked like from what I saw, the Knicks did a great job of kind of containing him. I wouldn't hate to maybe go back and watch that game and just see how they did it, what the catalyst was, and just maybe try to take a page out of their playbook as well. Um, going to be a lot of fun, though, regardless, just to watch our big men go up mm-hmm. against such a, a fun, electric young talent, man. All right, last one. I always like to pick your brain about just what's going on with the rest of the league. I know it's still early here, a lot of season left to be played, but what stuck out to you early on from the Western Conference, let's just stick with, um, maybe biggest surprises? And where do the Wolves fit into the whole mix as well? Yeah, and the the Warriors have looked a lot better than I kind of anticipated, which, you know, kind of shame on me. I should know by this point, you know, they're, they're the warriors. We know what they are, but I thought the Chris Paul integration was going to be a little clumsier than Mm -hmm. it has been. And he's just been Chris Paul. And, you know, again, shame on me because we've seen him do that from the Clippers to Houston, to OKC, to, to Phoenix, to wherever he goes, he finds a way to fit in and make an impact and really adjust his game. Those two games in Golden State over the weekend are going to be fascinating and I think a real testament to how real this early season success by the Wolves is because they're undefeated at home so far. They've lost both games on the road. This next five, six game road road stretch could get ugly, but if they, you know, let's say they just take one uh, in a convincing manner in, in Golden State and take one against the Spurs like they should, and maybe one other between at the Pelicans and at the Suns, I think that's a really successful road trip. So it'll be fascinating to see how that back-to-back Golden State matchup goes because there's a lot going on with that Warriors team, starting with Chris Paul. Steph Curry is who he is. A healthy Draymond is always a menace. And then they have a couple young guys like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody who are really kind of taking that next step that the Warriors have been waiting for. I I know it's a completely different year. You hit the reset button every time. They got Chris Paul. There's different variables and factors. But remind me, how did they play in matchup versus the Warriors last year, just from what you remember? Oh God, I'm completely blanking. Um, it's okay. Yeah, I just thought from what I remembered, anyways, that and we can pull it up. We'll talk about it maybe Friday night after the Spurs game, uh, or at least before these Warriors games, those back to back. But I thought they kind of stepped their game up and played pretty well. They were very competitive from what I remember. That's all. So um, didn't know if you had any just more meat on the bone with that one. But again, rest assured. We'll break all that down once it gets a little bit closer to that Warriors matchup. Uh, Well said, well done tonight. As always, Wolves thump the Pelicans 122-101, win their fourth in a row. They move to 5-2. They're red hot right now. Nobody wants to play this team. Huge shout out 
to everyone that joined us on tonight's postcast. Rest assured, we'll be back each and every game, same time, same place, right here to break it all down. And quick reminder as well, go check out Tyler's breakdown on Ant and the Wolves from that Celtics game and all the great work he's doing. That'll do it for us tonight in Game 7. Wolves beat the Pelicans. Next on deck, it's the Spurs on the road this Friday. Tip-off, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Follow us on X at Luke underscore Spinman, at Team Metcalf 11, and follow all our work over at the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network. Quick shout-out and plug, too. Go uh, go follow and check out Ben Beacon over at the Locked On Wolves podcast as well. Can't wait to hear him break this game down tomorrow morning. He's Tyler Metcalf. I'm Luke Inman. Until next time, signing out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast at free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.